Hello and welcome to the Negative Positives Podcast, episode 119. I'm your host, Mike Gutterman, coming to you from the Gutterman Cave on a Thursday morning. And let's see, I got a lot to get to here today. I've been trying to make these podcasts shorter. I've been trying to want, want to try to keep them in the 15 to 20 minute range when I'm here by myself and no guests are on. And uh, I'm kind of been failing miserably at that because there's been a lot, a lot of stuff is happening and things are getting hot and heavy. So uh, I'll try to make this one quick, but it'll it'll probably still be uh, over 20 minutes or something. But because <laughs> there's a lot to get to here to uh, here today. But uh, uh, first off is. Uh, Remember, Polaroid Week is uh, next week, April 22nd through the 27th. So get ready to fire up your Polaroids, get you some Polaroid film for that. I've never actually participated in Polaroid Week, and I kind of want to make sure I do that this year. So yeah, April 22nd through the 27th is Polaroid Week. Um, Also, Friday, April 20th, the Kodachrome movie that we've talked about is coming out on Netflix. It'll be out on Friday, so we can all watch it this weekend and and uh, see what that's all about. I think a lot of us, a lot of us film guys, are pretty excited about it. Uh, on the latest episode of the Kodakery podcast, which is Kodak's podcast, uh, they actually talk to the director of that film and kind of get a little behind the scenes about the making of it. And and uh, it was a really good uh, episode of the Kodakery. So you might want to check that out before you watch the movie uh, this weekend. Uh, let's see what else here. Oh yeah. So I listened to the film photography project today uh, at, when I was at work and, uh, they got me again. And what I, what I mean by that is, uh, Sunday night when I was talking to Sean Nelson on the show, uh, we talked about, uh, sprocket hole photography and scanning that type uh, those negatives. And also, uh, we talked about photo mats from the, the old tiny little photo mats back in the 70s that used to sit in parking lots where you got your film, dropped off your film for developing. And <laughs> and uh, very coincidentally, I listened to the FPP today and they talked about both those things. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, this is the second time this has happened. So either we're on the same wavelengths or I don't know what's going on. But I will tell you this, I'm not just listening to the FPP and think, and to get my topic ideas for the show. <laughs> That's not what. That's not what's happening. I promise. Like I'm not stealing topic ideas from them. Uh, this is, but this is the second time this has happened. So you know, what, what can I do? I just, I just gotta laugh about it. But because uh, I'm pretty sure we all know they're not listening to me. And uh, but I'm pretty sure uh, you know it sounds like I'm copying them. But uh, <laughs> but you know, I guess they're uh, you know, if you're gonna copy somebody, I guess the FPP is a good one to uh, to uh, copy. I guess. But <laughs> uh, what else here? Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, got a big thanks to Bill Lehman and Junior Wyatt uh, on the Facebook group, the Negative Positives Film Photography Podcast Facebook group. They put out a call to anyone that maybe wanted to join them for a photo walk in Chicago. Well, they've got this thing organized now, and it is now officially the first official Negative Positives photo walk in Chicago, Illinois, on Saturday, May 26th. And uh, they've done a great job at organizing this. It looks like uh, John Gregory is going to be going up, and he lives here in my hometown of Louisville, Kentucky. He's offered to drive me up so that I can go. Uh, the problem I have is the night before that, I work to the wee hours of Saturday morning. So uh, I would have to leave work and then hop in a car with John Gregory and drive on up to Chicago. He's offered to let me sleep on the ride up so <laughs> I could get a couple hours of sleep. Uh, but, uh, it's going to be a rough thing for me to do, 
but I really want to do it. So I'm, I'm really, really strongly leaning towards uh, doing it because I really like to meet uh, Junior and, and Bill Lehman up there in, uh, in Chicago and, and do some film shooting. And uh, But yeah, the first official negative positives photo walk, Saturday, May 26th. And uh, if uh, John Gregory and I go up there, which I know John is with, with or without me, I believe, but it's a four and a half hour drive for us from Louisville to Chicago. So if you're anywhere in kind of that driving range, uh, think about meeting us in Chicago for a, a cool little film walk and some hanging out. And uh, should be a great time. And I really, really hope I don't miss it. Uh, if you're interested in that, uh, you can go to the Facebook page, uh, Facebook group page. And uh, there's a thread about it uh, with a link to sign up for it. If you're not on the Facebook group, you can sign up at www.photowalk.me. Uh, that's photowalk.me uh, forward slash photowalk forward slash 22. Or if you just go to the photowalk.me uh, website and just kind of look up May events, you'll see it <coughs> listed in there as uh, the negative positives photo walk. But again, thank you, Bill Lehman and Junior Wyatt for uh, organizing that. Super awesome. And I uh, really hope I can make it. Uh, also, another awesome listener. Our, our Sunday night guest, Sean Nelson, uh, when he was on, uh, we talked about his project with Mike Williams, where they uh, one person shot a roll of film, sent it to the other, and then that person double exposed that same roll of film and then developed it and uh, to see what their what kind of weird results they would get. So Sean has helped me organize, and actually I, I, hasn't really helped me, he's done all the work. <laughs> he has organized the Negative Positives Double Exposure Tag Team Film Exchange. And uh, again, on the Facebook group, there is a, a, a link to uh, sign up for that. And uh, that's something I think we're going to keep on the Facebook group. So if you're not on that group, please join it so you can get in on this. Because we, we want everyone to share their photos in the same place. So I think it would just be easier if we uh, do it all on the Facebook group. and uh, Rather than having it spread across a ton of social media where it just gets lost in the vapor of, of cyberspace. But, uh, so yeah, but, uh, let's see, what has he, uh, yeah, it's the negative positive double exposure tag team film exchange. What we're going to do is, is, uh, hook up two of the listeners, the first listener that, uh, will buy the film or you, or you pick a roll of film, take the first shots, send it to the second listener and, uh, the, whoever they get paired with. And that person will double expose that same row and then do the developing or, or get it processed and then share the results and we'll see what kind of cool stuff we get it's a great way to connect with uh, each other uh, all these fine listeners and the fine members of the Facebook group so I'm super excited about it and uh, so yeah once we're going to leave it open for oh I guess maybe another week or so and then uh, for signing up for it and then we'll go ahead and and then actually Sean Nelson is going to use very very um advanced analytic scientific computational algorithms to uh, select two people uh, two film buddies to uh, partners in crime in this double exposure film exchange and uh, he actually sent me an email uh, today telling me kind of where it's at right now and uh, we've got like uh, a lot of people signed up already Uh, this was uh, pretty early on too into this uh, uh, this I guess signing up for it. We've got 23 people in it already. There's four people from international countries. There's 19 from the United States. 
16 of the photographers are willing to ship internationally. Uh, seven photographers are not willing to ship internationally. <laughs> photographers that uh, want to shoot more than row, more than one row is there's three of us that want to because uh, there's there's an option to shoot where they want to shoot black and white or color. Some actually signed up twice, one for black and white, one for colors. So they're going to do two rows. Uh, and then there's uh, 16 of the photographers want to shoot black and white. Seven of the photographers want to shoot color. Uh, 12 photographers want to shoot first, and 11 photographers want to shoot second. So it's really kind of it's a nice little even spread there. So it's nice to see these little stats coming in. It looks like it's going to work out really well. But um, and I'm sure with uh, Sean Nelson's analytic scientific computational algorithms, everyone's going to get paired up with someone that they're really going to enjoy shooting with uh, or sharing a row with. But yeah, definitely, uh, if you're on the Facebook group, sign up for that. If you're not on the Facebook group, you're missing out. Get on the Facebook group and uh, sign up for this all this fun stuff. Um, so yeah, and again, thank you, Sean Nelson, for helping me facilitate that. Uh, let's see, what else here? Um, oh yeah, I have a call-in. So uh, let's get to that call-in. Hey, Mike, this is Dylan from Spokane. Uh, I'm wondering what your experience with Japan sellers on eBay is. I'm looking at buying a lens. Uh, any uh, positive or negative experiences? Uh, thank you. Uh, my Instagram is at mk3 underscore Dylan, D-Y-L-A-N. Uh, thanks again. Bye. Well, thank you, Dylan O'Connor, for that call-in. I always love the call-ins. It's one of the best features of this Anchor app, and it's I like when people utilize that. And thank you also, Dylan, for giving your uh, social media out at the end of the uh, the message. Uh, that makes my job a lot easier. <laughs> but as far as like um, buying things from Japan, uh, camera equipment from Japan, I have bought four cameras from Japan uh, at this point. I bought a Pentax 645, a Pentax 67 with a lens, and then a Pentax, a black Pentax MX, and a Pentax LX, all from Japan. And I will say, uh, in three of the four situations, uh, the cameras came in better than described. They almost, uh, the Japanese seemed to kind of like be pretty conservative with their ratings. Uh, now they have a lot of strange ways that they rate things. Like they have this system where it's like excellent, excellent plus plus plus, excellent plus 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 plus, and then there's near mint and mint, and like you know they they add like these pluses after excellent to describe exactly how excellent they are. It's all very confusing, <laughs> but just really look at the photos. They they all tend to take very good photos of the equipment. And so you kind of pretty good get a pretty good idea. But they'll also like you know tell you if there's any fungus in the lenses, uh, but or like you know uh, any d- dust or whatever. They they're they're pretty. Even though the English is somewhat broken, you can pretty much get a pretty good idea of uh, you know what kind of quality you're getting. And uh, like I said, in three of the four experiences, uh, the cameras have come in better than uh, than what I thought they would be. Uh, the one bad experience was wasn't bad because I'm going to explain but I got a Pentax my Pentax 67 uh it's and that's the only time I bought a, a lens from them as well cuz cuz it came with a lens uh no I take that back my 645 came with a lens too so there's two two of the four that had lenses and the lenses were both in excellent condition um but with the 67 uh, there was a dent in the pinaprism that uh wasn't there in the photos 
and the seller had somebody else pack it and I can only imagine that when that person packed it they might have dropped it right before they put it in the box and put a little ding in the pen of prism that wasn't there in the photos uh, but I contacted the seller sent him a photo of the pen of prism and uh, he was very apologetic and uh, even though the English was somewhat broken we were able to communicate you know very well and uh, he actually refunded me $100 without any question to cover uh, the fact that it was a small little ding in the pen of prison that wasn't there in the, in the photographs. And I was more than happy to live with a ding for $100 off the price, which knocked my Pentax 6-7 down to a price that meant, meant that pretty much I got it for a pretty good deal. Because, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a decent deal as it was. I mean, it was maybe a little below the average selling price but then once i got a hundred dollars off because of a small little ding in the pinna prism uh it became a pretty darn good deal for a pentax 6.7 so uh you know I, I left the deal happy and uh, he was more than willing to work with me so even in the one bad experience it worked out uh kind of in my favor so i uh so far i've not had any bad experiences buying cameras or lenses from japan so i wouldn't i wouldn't worry about it too much uh, a lot of times there's certain gear you're looking for and uh, it seems that uh, Japanese sellers on eBay are the only ones that have it at least commonly and um, I have no problems buying uh, a camera or lens from a Japanese seller at this point they seem to be uh, uh, pretty spot-on so uh, yeah um, okay and then also I have an email and uh, this is from the aforementioned Junior Wyatt that's helped do the first negative positives film walk in Chicago. He has sent an email in and uh, let's go ahead and get to his email. He says, good morning, Mike. I just wanted to respond to something you discussed on your latest podcast episode regarding the Kiev 6C, Kiev 60, Pentax 6.7. The Kiev 6C has the shutter button on the left side and the 60 has it on the right side. Pair them up with a Carl Zeiss Jenna lens and you have a home run. But they are known to fell on you. I know because I went through three of them. And I finally threw the towel in. It's very hard to find a good copy. And I would say 99% of them you have to buy on you on eBay from the Ukraine. It's a nightmare to deal with if you get a bad copy. I'm dealing with that now. It's not fun. Anyways, the Pentax 6.7 is a monster. Yet it's an amazing camera that shoots beautiful 6x7 negatives. Put the 105 2.4 lens on it and you have a grand slam. So yeah, in my opinion, it's worth spending the extra money on the Pentax. They are built better, they look better, and you can use it for self-defense if need be. <laughs> I found my Pentax 6.7 setup that included the glass and prism for $450 or so. Anyway, keep up the great work, my friend, Junior. And Junior Wyatt is on Instagram at Junior Wyatt Photo, that is at J-R Wyatt, W-Y-A-T-T, Photo. Uh, well, thank you, thank you, Junior, for that uh, for that email. And it uh, sounds like you got a little better deal on your 6.7 than I did, your Pentax 6.7 than I did, but I didn't come too far uh, more than you on that. But uh, uh, I do not have the 105 2.4 lens for my 6.7 yet. It's on my want list because, you know, that lens is legendary. Uh, so one of these days, I got mine with, uh, I guess it's the 90 millimeter 2.8, uh, kind of the standard lens on that uh, Pentax 6.7 system. But the 105 is, it's famous. And uh, I definitely want to get one one of these days. 
Uh, it's funny he mentions the Kiev 60. Uh, on the Facebook group, Mike Williams has been involved in a repair of his Kiev 60. Uh, looked like he had some problems with the uh, the shutter cloth, sort of, and, and I think he had to take like some some liquid uh, electrical tape type stuff and. I guess it looked like maybe he had some pinholes in the uh, shutter cloth or something. And uh, it, the latest report, it sounds like he may have uh, fixed it, but we shall see uh, what Mike Williams' fate is with his Kiev 60. But I believe Mike Williams also has a Pentax 6.7, so he's he's uh, he's probably good there. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people mention the Kievs as like an alternative for the Pentax 6.7 because of the price being a lot better. But I'm telling you, if you have any desire for a Pentax 6.7, uh, it's a monster of a camera. It's awesome. And uh, you should probably jump on one sooner than later because those prices have just... I've watched them for the last year or two debating on whether to get one. Even though I knew I wanted one, I was like, well, maybe they'll maybe they'll start getting cheaper or something. No, no, they just keep slowly, slowly rising in price. And... Uh, so I just had to jump because I, I knew the longer I waited, the more expensive it was going to be for me. And I wasn't going to be happy until I got my beloved Pentax 6.7. And now I'm a happy man. <laughs> All right. Well, that is the end of this episode of the Negative Positives Podcast. You can see my photography on Instagram at Gutterman Photo, on Facebook at Mike Gutterman Photography. Uh, you can email this program at guttermanphoto at gmail.com. And join the Facebook group. It's the Negative Positives Film Photography Podcast Facebook group. And, you know, things like this film exchange. This, what are we calling it? Oh, yeah, the Negative Positives Double Exposure Tag Team Film Exchange. That kind of stuff is uh, stuff we want to do on the Facebook group more often. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's fun times. So you need to join it. All right, that's the end of this episode. Everyone, stay positive. Take some cool film photos, and I will see you soon. Thank you very much.